Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. So, this just occurred uh, a moment ago on ESPN as um, the NFL Live crew was documenting this big fight at uh, Rams and who, who was practicing in this? The team? Rams and the Bengals Super Rams, Bowl rematch. Rams Bengals practice today, joint practice, and Aaron Donald starts swinging a helmet at guys. A Bengals player's helmet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Laura Rutledge says, What happened here? Adam Schefter says, Assault. Uh-huh. And Lou Riddick and uh, and Booger McFarlane just start laughing. Lou Riddick almost fell out of his chair. He was laughing so hard. So that's uh, what we have here. It was a giant <laughs> game of whack-a-mole is what Aaron Donald was playing with that helmet. It was assault is what it was. Okay. Well, by, by everyday standards, yes. But this is the NFL and things are different. It was Thursday in training camp. You know, these, um, these joint practices... They haven't gone well. We've had some issues here. Yeah, we can't. Maybe get it's along. time to revisit this. <laughs> Maybe it's time to revisit this. Now, you know, on hard knocks, Colts and Lions got along like clams. Well, no problems at all. The TV cameras are there. Yeah, but uh, today there yeah. was an incident with the, the Rams and the Bengals, and Aaron Donald got frustrated. And got thrown out of practice. Well, and and you had the uh, what was it? The Patriots and they they got into it. Oh yeah, with the the Panthers, right? Yeah, I mean they had a, yeah, like a fan got run over. Or yeah, something. I mean the NFL's got uh, they got some practice problems. That's You're right. right. I mean these joint practice things. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald stealing from the Miles Garrett playbook and swinging someone else's helmet. Around. Well, here's the difference. So, Miles Garrett did that during a game, right? On national television. Yes. Thursday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will be seen by most of the nation before it it's will all now. said and done. Yeah. Yeah. Assault. <laughs> wow. All right. Fine. Well, that's a that's that's an opinion. <laughs> that's that's an opinion. All right. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's something that happened today. Now on the hard knocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're episode three into this thing now, with uh, Dan Campbell, the dude. And the Detroit Lions, who actually won the preseason game. Spoiler alert, although it was last week, so you kind of already knew that, I guess. But they well, you're living in an alternate dimension. You're giving Colts. spoilers for games that have already been played. <laughs> you haven't seen the episode yet. Oh, okay. This was more of a traditional hard knocks where they picked two or three players and started telling. Were any of them Jared Goff? No, no, no. They they picked no. Jared Goff was again nowhere to be found in the in <laughs> the episode. Quarterback. Three. That's right. Yes, yeah, starting quarterback. Okay. has not been seen in any episode of Hard Knocks. Why? Well, he's not very good. That's but correct. That, I take that back. He was seen consoling David Blau after he coughed up the game last week. Yeah. And David Blau is an interesting uh, case study in all this. But, you know, everybody has told you by now the story of of um, 
uh, what Dan Campbell and his speech to the team involving the dirty pair of pants, right? Yeah. Yeah, he held up a dirty pair of pants and started hitting them to get the dust off of them. And he said, we have to get the, you know, oh, we got to get the dirt off of our pants. To his credit, though, like the yeah. team was in, like no, one, like everyone was like paying attention in the room. Like uh-huh. they showed the uh, the 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 team, and they're 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 buying into this. Really, <laughs> no one else out here is, but no, they everybody's are. Everybody's laughing at them, but you know, hey, look, it, it's like that scene in uh, what is it, um, The Natural, when they bring in the psychologist. Losing is like a disease. <laughs> That's right. Imagine yourself on a boat. That's what he's doing. He's beating a pair of pants. Yeah, yeah. So. But here's the thing in the in the second episode, David Blau loses them the game. He's trying to become the backup quarterback there to Jared Goff in uh, in Detroit, and David Blau is mic'd up as he drops a shotgun snap with Detroit's trying to run the clock out. Mm-hmm. Okay, shotgun snap hits him right in the chest. That's terrible. He drops it. Falcons get it. They go down, and score, and they win. And he's got a mic on, and the whole time. They're showing him on the sideline afterwards and walking off the field. He's not cursing. Everything is, a oh, golly, fudge, shoot, golly. A lot of golly in there. Uh-huh. A lot of dang it in there. And so, if I'm running a football team. That's a red you, flag. And you don't curse, I don't want you. I need cursors. That's what I need. DQ. <laughs> you like your uh, football players cursing or not? I mean, I feel like if they're not cursing, they don't care enough. Okay. All that's right. a great point. That's, a, that's well said. That's a great point. DQ for the Cursing win. is a great way to deal with anger. Is and, it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say, the experts. All right. So um, I, can't, I can't have you around if you're not swearing. I'm sorry. Can't do it. So I would not have David Blau on my, uh, on my team. But he's just running out there. So oh, you're not going to pick him up on your, uh, on your fantasy team? No, I don't think we're gonna. I'm going to get David Blau. No, I don't. No, no shit. What? See, there you go. Yeah, we trust Clay. That's right. That's right. Clay swears. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody swears on this station, more or less. Not right? Uh, not us. Well, it depends. It's a gray area. On the air. Well, yeah, but also like you know. We say words that are gateway curse words. That's right. In a lot that's, of instances. That's right, yes. We don't say the big ones. No, no, no. We're not. We're the only ones that haven't said the big ones on here. But uh, anyway, that's the deal. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dustin says swearing is unbecoming. Dustin, you just sent a you just sent us a text about twenty minutes ago with the f word in it. <laughs> that's right. Dustin, <laughs> you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth, that's man. Right. Maybe Dustin's running for office. He can talk out of both sides. Out of JT mind. says, I rarely curse, so do I not care? I think that's what we just said. That's what DQ claims, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But it reminded me, you haven't seen Major League Two, where Rube no. is trying to uh, become the catcher to replace Jake Taylor, and he can't throw the ball to second base. So every time he screws up, he's like, darn it to heck, shoot. You know, this is on, on and on and on. Crime in Italy. It's on. Crime in Italy. <laughs> that's right. It's a new one. That's right. Yeah, it's um, that's that's what I thought of when David Blau was was had a string of gollies going off the uh, off the field after they lost. Last He's from week. Purdue. I just looked it up. Well, there you I, go, I mean, man. if you've there ever you... been to West Lafayette, you you used to swear. Golly, golly, huh? I don't know. Maybe there are some a silent minority out there that likes that he doesn't curse. Mm-hmm. 
Let's hear from those people at 866-285-4005. John Bellavista says you got to drop a bad word every now and then just to make it clear that you mean business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes you got to, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's see here. This text says, I believe you can care without cursing, but you want other people to believe you care. Right. You probably have to curse. Sasquatch yeah. says he swears at us every time he listens. See, you care. You're not the only one. Yes, <laughs> that's a fact. That's a long list right there. So that's my update on the hard knocks. Next week will be the last episode, I believe. And then um, then what do you do? Well, then you, well, you, your, then you have games to actually those, watch. The, but yeah, but those are your stories. I mean, that's like. Those are my stories. You know, those, yeah. that, those are your. That's your general they, hospital. They had a kid. Um. One of the rookies, he wouldn't sing, but he juggled in front of the team as his talent. So he had three tennis balls, and he was juggling them. And what, you know, pretty what good. would you do in front of a, uh, I'd sing. a rookie? Really? Oh, yeah. I'd sing. Can you sing? No. But okay. that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the path of least resistance there. Okay. So I would sing. So that's what Aiden Hutchinson did. He sang Billy Jean, the rookie out of Michigan. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. They got into it. The room got yeah, into it. The room it. got into it. Yeah. Tim from Springdale says, my family knows I'm serious when I curse. Golly. Does breathy Jeff Long use the word? (laughs) Golly. (laughs) Jonathan says, cursing is a strong expression of a weak mind. Thank you, Jonathan. Darn it to heck. Doggone it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, it is time now for a, our weekly visit with Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Razorbacks, with us here on Ruskin and Zach. Chuck, good afternoon. Guys, how's it going? We're doing pretty Dazzling, good. Dazzling, man. We're eight days, eight days, nine days from football, eight, depending on how, now. depending on which calendar you're following. Right. We're eight or nine days from football. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys flip the calendar at two thirty in the afternoon, or do you flip it at midnight? I flip it at. Uh, I flip it uh, depending on what argument I'm trying to make. We've been yeah. <laughs> we've been debating this for three days. If it's oh, eight I've days I've, seven, I've, I've I've debated it for twenty years. I all mean, right. So it, how many uh, days is it until football? <laughs> I will, I'll go with well, whatever you say. I start at midnight. Now, I know some people start at, like, the kickoff time of the game and count down from there. That, that's too much counting for me. I, I, I'm a midnight-to-midnight guy. Well, and if it's just the game day experience starts well before kickoff for pretty much all fans, whether you're going to the game or watching the game, you're making plans and stuff. So I think midnight makes See, sense. See, I think game day starts whatever time you get up that day. Yeah. That's when game okay. day is for you. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So I just say midnight is kind of a catch-all. Some people get up early. Some people stay up late. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. 
Yeah, uh, uh, that's how I do. see that. Uh, we don't need that kind of rationality right now. <laughs> well, it's you football know, I, season. Everybody's I could, hyped. I could, I could see your heads tilting as I was talking there. <laughs> that's and, right. Uh, so uh, I know how it works. All right, Chuck, tell me, am I insane? I have taken a lot of flack today from from him about saying that ten and two this year is a possibility. Here's my reasoning: there is only one game on this on their schedule this year where you look at and go, eh. Probably not. Everything else is wide open. I don't look at any of them and say probably not. Now, I do agree that everything's wide open, and that's good and bad. I mean, yeah, it's wide open. You could you could win all of them. You could win the vast majority of them. But there's going to be close games. And you know, I thought that's where they were good last year. I thought that was the difference in the year before. Um, I, I don't know that it was as dramatic as people make it out to be. I thought they were pretty good. In the three and seven year, despite the fact that their record didn't indicate that, they just lost close games. Last year they won them. I think that's going to determine the fate this year too. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of close games, one-score games, field goal games. It's not far-fetched to say they could win ten games. It's 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 not far-fetched to say that. But I don't think it's far-fetched to say either that if some things go wrong, they win seven. I, I just think that's how it works in our league and. Um, that's why when they talk about working on situations on, I know it's boring to say, well, we worked on situations today, third and three, third and seven, two minute drill down four, two minute drill needing a field goal. I know that stuff kind of gets mundane to hear, but that's the difference between 10 and seven or sometimes even 10 and five. Uh, you got to win those games. And I think they're in a position to win those games. I, I don't, you know, we had Pittman's radio show last night, and he said, and he's a pretty straight shooter, he said, we don't have that glaring weakness that you feel like you've got to cover up. Um, and so, you know, I think they're going to be okay. I, I don't think 10's out of the question. But, but again, neither do I think that, you know, the other end of the spectrum's out of the question either. The thing about the schedule this year that, that's interesting is in most years, you can run through there and just automatically – start checking wins. There's a lot more games that you have to sit and go, hmm, and think about before you pull the trigger one way or the other. If you're using the FPI, which everybody loves, of course, in that 40 to 60 percentile range, that kind of middle of the pack, it seems like they've got a lot of games that are kind of in that could-go-either-way area this year. Well, there are. I mean... Hey, I don't need the FPI to tell me that, but I know that, uh, you know, I know some people feel like they do. But, yeah, I mean, and look, schedule matters. Schedule matters a lot more than people say. Um, you know, where you play them and when you play them, all that, all that stuff matters. I mean, the thing about this year's schedule is that you tend to, as we always do, you tend to look at the season in total – uh, but you know we've we've not had a game in a long time where the se- or a season in a long time where the first game is, you know, you're playing a ranked team. No. Um, I know they're not Power Five, but they don't pass out college football playoff spots. They don't just pass them out. I mean, you got to go earn that. And you know, I Quinn Grovey and I were talking this morning, and you know, you watch some of the video from their scrimmages, and you watch some of the stuff on their websites. They got them just like ours. And um, they look pretty good, too. So they got a lot of talent. And, um, you know, uh, they got to where they got last year 
you know, by earning it. It wasn't a fluke, and I'm sure they've recruited fairly well uh, in addition to that. So, you know, you look at that ball game, and, and, and it does throw a wrinkle into the schedule that you don't have every year that we've not had in a while. But, you know, yeah, we you know, we got to go to BYU, and that's not going to be easy. But, but you look at this thing from a conference perspective. You're playing A&M in Arlington. You're used to playing there. You're, you're designated home or road, but it really doesn't matter. You get Alabama at home. You're playing LSU at home. You're playing Ole Miss at home. You know, from an SEC perspective, and you, know, and you get your home opener. You get South Carolina at home. You know, from an SEC schedule perspective, you know, that's more favorable than some years. I don't know how else to put it. So, schedule does matter. All that stuff matters. And um, when you play, it matters especially. You... I'm going to circle back to what you were talking about with Pittman, and, and there's no glaring weaknesses. But there are some questions, and you and I had a conversation about two years ago that this was a line of scrimmage league, and they've got a question at left tackle. You're breaking in a brand-new left tackle, and it's not like you've got Rice lining up opposite you and you feel pretty good that you can throw Luke Jones out there and just match him up one-on-one. That's going to be a tough matchup against a really complicated defense. Plus, I've said this, I've said this for four months, John Ridgway is going to be very difficult to replace. That guy was a space eater, and he was very important in keeping guys off of Hayden Henry, Bumper Pool, and Grant Morgan. You don't have that guy this year, or at least we don't think yet. so yet. Yeah. Well, we were having the same conversation last year. We didn't know who John Ridgway was. You know, who's this guy from Illinois State? We didn't know anything about him. Um, that's, you know, that's what coaches do. They develop players. Uh, that's why they call him coach. And, um, you know, he developed. But at this time last year, he was not a known commodity. Um, And, you know, the thing I'll say about Nichols at the nose tackle spot, and I think Gregory will end up playing – I think he'll end up playing more inside than outside, really. Um, You know, both those guys have played. He didn't like that they're unknown commodities. They're more known commodities in terms of the SEC than John Ridgway was. Um, So, you know, I think they'll be okay. Changing rosters is – I mean, it happens all the time in college football – you know, Luke Jones is a, I mean, he's a, you know, a fifth-year guy, and he's a, you know, someone that's played. He's got experience. And, look, I mean, um, it's not like they're going to be doing straight drops every play where, you know, you're running out of the – you know, you're throwing every down out of the – you know, out of a passing formation, and you got to have your left tackle one-on-one. I mean, um, you know, if you're not as good at that spot, you avoid that situation. And I know that sounds simple, but, I mean, that's – um, I don't, I don't view that you know, left tackle spot's important. Don't get me wrong, but I don't view Arkansas's drop off there as a huge drop. I mean, respectfully to Myron Cunningham, I mean, you know, he wasn't a first round draft pick or anything like that. He was a good, serviceable college player, and Luke Jones may be that kind of guy too. So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's the drop off there that a lot of people um, believe there is. I, I just, I just, I, I don't see that. Maybe others do, but I don't. We're talking with Chuck Barrett here on Ruskin and Zach. So here's something else we've uh, tossed around here over the past few days. It's not that I don't believe what they're saying. I just don't believe what any coach tells me until I see it in front of my eyes. So are things going? Actually, you talk to people. You, you, you can go to practice uh, for times when most of the media can't. It, are things going as well as they are perceived to be? In this training camp? Here's what I'll say about, you know, just just the overall perspective. When this team lines up, you know, when the first units line up, 
they look as good physically as any team we've had since we joined the league. And, you know, you can say perhaps as good a team as we've ever had, period. Because, um, you know, things got a lot better when we joined the SEC in terms of the competition. I mean, they they look the part. Um, and, and I know that's not all of it. But this is the first time we can really say that. I mean, guys, when they line up, um, you know, you don't uh, – for example – when we ran on the field last year at the Outback Bowl and Penn State ran on the field last year at the Outback Bowl, we were the bigger team. It looked like it used to look when we'd run on the field and then those big Texas teams would run on the field. Or it looked like when we'd run on the field and Alabama would run on the field back in the day. Penn, Penn State was little. Um, you know, we're a, we're a big football team now. We got big wide receivers. Got a big quarterback. You got big offensive linemen. You got a big tight end, more than one. You look on the other side of the ball, you, you got big linemen, you got six five linebackers, you got big defensive backs, you got tall corners. Um, you know, your your outfit looks good there. Now they've they are not there to the point that like an Alabama and a Georgia are in terms of the you know, the depth at some of the spots. But, you know, let's be realistic. I don't know if the goal this year should be, well, we're going to pass Alabama and Georgia. Um, but I do think when you take everybody else in the SEC, I don't think Arkansas's problems are any worse or any more glaring than theirs. They've all got issues in terms of depth. Nobody's, nobody's you know, got starters too deep on their roster except maybe Alabama and Georgia. So um, I think we, you know, I think we line up just fine in, in, in terms of our depth. Now, look. They've got to improve their passing game. You know, you go back to the Outback Bowl last year. You know, they didn't throw for very many yards. Now, they didn't have to. I mean, frankly, I can remember calling the game thinking, why are we throwing so much? I mean, they have no chance of stopping us running the ball. Um, and I still think there are going to be lots of games where we just physically dominate people. I think, I think we will do that. I think we will run the ball. I think we'll run it down people's throat. Uh, but I do think that the passing game's got to improve. K.J.'s got to be more accurate. Um, I do think he's going to have plenty of time to do what he needs to do. Um, I don't worry about that. The thing that I hope doesn't happen, I hope K.J. doesn't try to be something that he's not. Um, this is college football, and that quarterback, you know, you got to play 11-on-11 11 11 sometimes. That quarterback's got to be a runner, and he's got to be a, um, you know, they got to account for him. You can't take that away from his game. But – I am I am optimistic about our chances this year. Now that does not mean that they're going to go in and blow Cincinnati away, and it doesn't mean anybody's standard on how this season's going to go should be based on whether they blow Cincinnati away. I'm going to tell you, I'd take a one-point win right now, and I'd run to the bus. Um, I think it's that kind of game, and I think there'll be other games like that too. What do you know about Cincinnati? They haven't named a starting quarterback. My my theory is if if you're this late in camp and you haven't picked your starter yet, you're you've got a problem. And for a team that's coming off college football playoff, I mean college football playoff uh, appearance, got their whole lineback plus their tight end, they lost all their skill guys. And if you're still struggling to figure out who that quarterback is, things are you've either got two elite guys or you don't have anybody. Well, you may be right. You know that's 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 something we're going to find out. And anytime you replace a quarterback who has been, you know, the clear guy as they've had. Um, you know, you're, you know, there's always going to be that, that question. Um, you know, 
The thing about their quarterback situation, though, is, I mean, I sort of think it's going to be this Bryant guy. He's a transfer from Eastern Michigan, and, I mean, he's he's played. I mean, he's an experienced guy. Um, he obviously wants to go somewhere beyond college football, and he thought he had a better chance to get there at Cincinnati than he did Eastern Michigan, which is probably right. Um, there's some unknowns there. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, again, I, I find it difficult to believe that a team that's had as much success as they've had, and it wasn't a fluke last year. It wasn't like they just came out of nowhere. I mean, they, they've been pretty good for a while. Um, I find it difficult to believe that they've not recruited pretty well. Um, you know, we don't know. You're right. they got a lot of skill guys we don't know about. But I'll bet they're pretty good. Yeah, I was looking up um, uh, Ben Bryant. He uh... – 14 touchdowns, seven picks last year, over 3,100 yards passing for Eastern Michigan. Who, by the way, this I just saw this too, coincidentally. Their quarterback this year is Fayetteville's Taylor Powell, who yep. transferred in from Mizzou. So kind of weird how that all connects in a, in a roundabout way. Chuck Barrett's our guest here. Uh, Chuck, do you ever um, or do you pay much attention to the spread on games when you're calling them? Uh, not when I'm calling them, no. I mean, I, uh, I take a look at it, you know. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I made a policy a long time ago, and I, I'm I'm not anti-gambling or anything like that. If you want to gamble, that's your business. I don't pay much attention to that, and I don't bet on games because if it's the third quarter and I'm having a bad day, man, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm losing my butt. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm probably not going to be as good on the air in the third quarter of that Arkansas game. And so uh, – I kind of made a decision a long time ago that I wouldn't do that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, fourth quarters, 40, yeah, I, I mean, Arkansas, man, Chuck sounds pissed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, for blowing out Cincinnati, I sound like my dog died, and so, um, you know, that's 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 the reason that you don't do that. But yeah, I, I mean, I pay attention to it. I I I, I guess. Or the Hogs like roughly seven or eight point favorites. I guess six and a half. It's six and a half now. Dropping, huh? Yeah, dropping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be you know you get a, a a late touchdown and all of a sudden Chuck's really excited and it's like well the games the, the, it didn't change the game yeah. oh well, well it, it changed Chuck's financial yeah. fortune changed the tickets yeah. his, his his voice his voice went up right in the middle of that Cincinnati touchdown well, what what is what do people say it's like well that touchdown meant a lot to some of you yeah, that's exactly <laughs> you know I do think it's interesting and I will say this and 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 you hear him talk about it on TV some and you know we talk about it in the booth too they're like. Man, that was a pretty valuable field goal right there. <laughs> I bet there's a whole bunch of people that are mad they scored on that last drive. So I mean, we do talk about it from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this yesterday, and and I just it. There's a couple of teams. I think I think Alabama's the clear one, and then there's a group of teams. A and M, Arkansas's in that group. Mississippi's in that group. We kind of agree that that of those three teams, Mississippi's probably set up to take the biggest step backwards. And it's, I don't think it has anything to do with Mississippi. I think it has everything to do with Arkansas being really good and A&M having the potential to be really good. Yeah, A&M's had the potential. I mean, that's that's it's like Texas A&M slash potential. That's that's <laughs> kind of how it is every year. They're the new Clemson. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, um, I will say they get more positive press for a four-loss program than anything I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, they uh, – um, They'll be good. I mean, they'll be, you know, they'll be okay. And Ole Miss is in a, you know, they're in a situation where they've got to, they've got to replace Corral, who's a really, really good college quarterback. 
and I'm sure they've got some other areas too there. Um, it's, you know, I like the fact that, you know, Arkansas is going to get Ole Miss where they get them this year, and, and I think Arkansas is better than Ole Miss, and I'm sure Ole Miss thinks they're better than Arkansas. And that's, um, you know, that's the way it should be. So, um, old, you know, Ole Miss is going to have to – they're going to have to find a quarterback. And I know they've got some candidates down there, but I thought Corral was a – you know, I know he had the really bad game against Arkansas year before last, but I thought Corral was really good for what they were trying to do offensively. And he's, you know, he's not going to be real easy to replace. Uh, they, they went and they got Jackson Dart and from yeah, USC, yeah. and I've seen Jackson Dart throw some horrific passes. You just don't fix that sort of thing. Uh, I wonder about – I always wonder about those West Coast quarterback academy guys. I mean uh, – He's JT um, Daniels. There's just been too many of them over the years that, I mean, they're perfect on paper. I mean, you know, they got the golden boy look, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody loves them, and they got the cannon for an arm. And, you know, two years later, it just hadn't worked out quite like everybody thought it would. And I'm not saying that's going to happen there, but um, – I'll say it. <laughs> you know <laughs> – now look, Lane Kiffin may be perfect for him. Lane Kiffin, uh, um, you know, I don't think you can underestimate Lane Kiffin's ability to coach and develop quarterbacks, and he's done it at a lot of places, at a lot of levels. So, you know, I, I feel pretty sure in saying Jackson Dart will be better for having played for Lane Kiffin. I believe that. Now, whether or not he's going to be the real deal in the SEC, we're just going to have to find out. I mean, they're going to. There's monsters in our league that are going to be trying to rip his head off, and they didn't do that out there. Yeah, yeah, and, and not in the flag football league he played. That's no, right. Yeah, no, well, they did not. I mean, they don't have defensive linemen in that league like they do in our league. I do know that. Not not in numbers. They've got one. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau was out a, there a last couple, year. but they won't yeah, have. But they're not, not they had not got five across yeah, the line exactly. of scrimmage and, from and then you, when like they ro- breathing they, fire. Then they yeah. rotate them out, and here come yeah, five more. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's they got one guy, generally speaking. Yeah, the tricky thing, you know, going back to AM for a second, is today um, they still haven't announced a quarterback. And on one hand, you may think, well, they don't have a quarterback and we're, you know, nine, eight days until the game. But on the other hand, it could be just, you know what, I don't want to tell you. And Jimbo pretty much said, like, I'll tell you when I'm ready to tell you who the quarterback is. So maybe they do know and they just start playing, uh, you know, uh, strategy here. Well, one of the things that I think you have to consider is as, you know, as as the power five or, you know, what's becoming the power two or three really separates itself, and, and the process has really been going on, um, you do recruit two and three deep. The great teams do recruit two and three deep at quarterback. Um, you know, um, you may have a walk-on or somebody who's a two or three stars, your third or fourth guy, but, you know, most of the time, if you're a really good program, um, you've recruited multiple quarterbacks who a lot of people wanted. So um, I think, you know, if, 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 if you're an average team, I mean, if you're a five- or six-win team and you hadn't picked a quarterback and you got a lot of other issues, might mean you don't have one. But I suspect that, I mean, these are good programs. Texas A&M, Ole Miss, I mean, they're good programs. They recruit players and they hand out scholarships just like we do. And so – um, I would imagine that whoever they pick is going to be pretty good. I mean, there was a time when A&M thought Haynes King was going to be, you know, they thought he was going to be the guy, and he may be. And I, I still sort of suspect when it settles he will be down there. Would you rather have Traylon Burks with KJ or Marcus Monk? What? Mm. That's the question. I what, got what was the question? 
Who would you rather have with KJ? Burks or Monk? That's the question. What do you think about the guy that got drafted in the first round? Me too. Yeah. Okay. Traylon Burks. Yeah. See, I was thinking, I, I was, I've had a couple minutes of stew on this over here. Yeah. And I was trying to remember because I don't remember Marcus Monk being a great player, but my opinion of him has been totally ruined by the whole Malik Monk saga and how they played the University of Arkansas and uh, ended up at Kentucky. So his opinion of me, uh, my opinion of him is sullied by that. So I think I'm giving him the short shiv on how good of a player he was because the way things went down with Malik were so icky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's 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 informing my opinion on that. He you know was who, actually pretty good. I can, can I can I recast my vote? Sure. You know who would have been great with KJ? It's Kobe mm-hmm. Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, we're talking straight line speed. Yeah. That yeah. would have been fun. That yeah, that guy could go. You give me yeah. Kobe Hamilton with KJ. Yeah. That yeah. could have been uh, that could have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. All those all the ones that Petrino had those the the smaller guys. Yeah. Give me Kobe Hamilton. Jerry's right. I mean, great, great receiver. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if we're talking about you pairing want a him big with guy K, that could give go. me a big guy that can go, oh. and uh, and I'll take I'd take Kobe Hamilton yeah. all day long. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dustin agrees with me on um, besmirching the name of Marcus Monk. All right, well, that's fine. Oh come on. What what what? Who besmirched Marcus Monk's name? I did. What'd you say? I just said that my opinion of him is is not. Favorable because of the way it went down with Malik, and he was like pulling all the puppet strings on that deal. So, well, yeah, but so I, I, it, 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 it taints the jury pool here. Okay, all right. So you're uh, you're still struggling with that. I am still struggling with okay. that. I did not like how any of that goes on. We all like, got played like a like a violin on that. It was deal. like seven years ago, eight years. Ago. I know, eight years ago. I'm still mad at Houston Nutt. I mean, that Why? was like, because he sucked. Let it go. Fifteen years ago, I'm still mad he, about it. He did it. not suck. He won a lot of football games. Well, he was a he was weird. He won the West twice. Uh, when when other teams were on probation, not no. do it when all teams were eligible. That's what he I did say. it in 06. Yeah, yeah they, Dicky's in there laughing. Yeah, see, she's do it do it when Bama's off on pro, off he probation. He did. No, he did. 06. Do it when Alabama is a real coach. Oh my god, <laughs> he did. No, he didn't. They you had know, Mike Shula. Who was the coach in 03? I don't know. They were on probation then. No, That's the weren't. year they ended the season going to Hawaii to play because they couldn't uh, go to a bowl game, I think. I'm pretty sure about that. All right. Uh, Dustin says, great idea. When will you let Brian Kelly go? Look, it hadn't even been 10 months. Yeah, Just The body's still yeah, warm. Uh, uh, yeah, give me give me like 18 months. and yeah. Okay. Think about Kobe Hamilton or Greg Childs. In what I context? like Greg Childs a lot. I like Greg Childs a lot. But, Sucks it, he got but hurt, again, though. the question was, who would you want to pair with KJ? That was the question. And I would take Kobe Hamilton over any player you can throw out. I I mean, you can go all the way back to Allworth. I don't care. That dude with that speed at his size, fine with me. That would have been something. That would have been fun. That would have been something. All right. You can, uh, yeah, here's someone else. The Malik Monk deal hurt my opinion of Marcus. Yeah. It does. I don't know if it should, but it does. I think... I don't think as fondly of him as I once did because of the way that whole thing went down. Was that really seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, Malik wow. Monk was a senior in 2015. Wow. Played 16 at Kentucky, went, went in the 17 draft. Okay. You'd be right about that. I know. I called two of his games, both of them we got screwed in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Who we was got- reffing? 
doesn't matter. We got Bentonville. Yeah. I got I got you back, Mayhar. I know you blocked his shot. It's um, 28 after the hour here on Ruskin and Zach. I would take him over Anthony Lucas all day, every day. Yes. All day, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, and look, Anthony Lucas was a great receiver. The question was, who would I want to pair with KJ? No. Give me Kobe Hamilton. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Kobe Hamilton, Chuck. Right. Yeah. Oh, Hamilton was only a 4-5 guy. Okay, what are you? <laughs> if you, can, if, you know what? You couldn't run a forty-five and thirty yards. Stop it. He was only a four-five guy. Boo Williams. No. Well, then who was faster? If Hamilton was only a four-five guy, who was faster? There's a great question. One Burks, such an expert. One Burks. And why is it the people that talk the most junk never give their freaking name on the text machine? What the? You know, call in if you're gonna if you're gonna have these arguments. Don't be lazy in text. I mean, come on, give us something we can use here. All, All right. right? Now, now, we're, now they want to go tight ends. Give me Joe Dean Davenport. For oh, the I love Joe Dean. Yeah. Joe Dean's my guy. Oh. All right. Okay. Anyway, it's a 29 uh, after the hour here on Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. So I mentioned before the break mm-hmm. that this is the most difficult phase of the Pittman era. Let me ask you a question. When you lose weight... Doesn't it occur, like, most people, you can drop five, six pounds pretty quick, right? And you are you got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. You got the ball rolling. You finally get down to 185, 190, whatever it is. What's the hardest part now? Maintaining that, right? Sure. Not to fall back into all the bad habits. To keep everything going. Well, that's where Arkansas football is. They have dropped the dead weight. They are good now. They are competitive, they don't embarrass any of us anymore. Now we're in the maintaining phase. They're not on the climb anymore. They're maintaining. And that is the most difficult part of all. you got to keep feeding this thing. Dave Van Horn, with the exception of that one goofy year where they went 15 and 15, whatever it was, um, he's done a remarkable job of maintaining and just they just keep refilling with, with great players over there. That is the exception. That's not the norm. It's rare, and it should be um, greatly admired what's happened there. So far with Musselman in a short sample size, they've turned it over a few times. They've maintained for a couple years. We're going to find out if Arkansas football is up to the challenge now that they have ascended to nine wins. Can they stay in that vicinity, and can they stay... With the confidence going, and even when things go bad, can they keep this steady approach? Because this is the hardest part of a program. Building it is easy. You've got a vision. You can if you can sell. Building is easy because you're you're in sell mode all the time. You're selling recruits. You're selling uh, coaches that work for you. You're selling everybody on your vision. That's easy if you're a salesman. If you're a recruiter, as Sam Pittman and his uh, his group are, can they maintain? We find out coming up in 10 days if they can do that. But I think that's it's difficult to keep that consistency, Zach. That's what I think. It's easy to climb the mountaintop once. It's very difficult to stay there. Especially when, and we've detailed, you know, they're not the most talented roster, in, even in the West. They're teams with more talent coming out of high school, according to you believe the stars, than they do. They've used the transfer portal well. They're doing 
They are saying and doing everything right as of right now. I, I'm going to regret saying this, but I am buying into the 10 and 2 thing now. I, I, I've listened to people talk about uh, the, there's one stretch, there's a four game stretch that, that concerns me, but I, th- I, I think they'll lose two of those four. Other than that, the schedule is manageable. It's manageable. You got to have some things go right, but stay staying there and keeping those things going is much more difficult than getting there the first time. Anybody can have a 10 win season. Tyrone Willingham had 10 win seasons. Staying there and keeping it, keeping that momentum, and keeping the people from sort of pick, you know, like taking away the foundation of your program, that is much, much more difficult. But Pittman said last night he was talking about uh, having the coordinators and how the terminology is all the same and, and talking about how the guys who talk to the kids every day, the strength coach, your academics, everything is the same. So when they come back onto campus, everything is familiar. There aren't, aren't a lot of changes. You're not going to surprise them. You're not setting them back. You're not setting their learning clock back. Every they, they come in, they pick up where they left off, and they move forward, which is a great advantage over what he had his first year when he had no spring ball. That at least puts you in a spot where you can go and win football games. You're, it doesn't guarantee it's going to happen, but it puts you in a better position or in a spot where you're like, okay, we're comfortable. Everybody's going in the same direction. You can go win games. Now you just got to go play the games. The games are the things that concern you. It's not the little things. It's not people. You know, it's not your base eroding, where guys are, are are doing things that they shouldn't be. They have a real chance, just based on continuity, to go ten and two. I don't know if it'll happen. I think you you know you'll slip up somewhere along the way because of the grind. But ten and two is 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 reachable. And I've I've heard people talk all week. We're going to give Alabama a run. You know what? Let's let's just put that one away for a minute. They're they're don't worry about them. A and M definitely gettable. The game that stretch that A and M Alabama Mississippi State and um, what's the last game in that stretch? BYU. Uh, BYU. The BYU game I've told you all summer that one terrifies me simply because of where you're playing and your who you're playing. They could they could walk out of here with one conference loss. One conference loss, and if Alabama trips up somewhere along the way, they're suddenly back in the uh, back in the game for winning the West. Well, um, I don't know when Rick Schaefer was added to the payroll here on <laughs> Ruskin's Act, but I could not disagree with this more. Why? Be- well, because all, your the whole argument for ten wins is based on nine different things going their way. No, no, no. It's college football. Nine things aren't going their no, way. No, 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 no. No, it's not nine things going their way. I'm saying you have in place a steady foundation, which puts you ahead of teams like LSU. Teams, well, But they've got the 11th most talented roster in the league. They had the 11th most talented roster in the league last year and won eight games. And they got breaks. Sure. That's going to okay. that's gonna even out at okay, some point I, here. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm saying you're in a position to do it. Are you going to do it? I don't know. But it's possible. That, okay, Run! I mean, tell me other than Alabama because Alabama doesn't count. Tell me a team that they're going to play that has a better roster than they do. That you go, nah, they can't win that game. Hmm. They can't win. That, that where game. you're like, no way. And I'm Alabama well, until it happens. I'm going to say Alabama's a loss until well, it they're happens. they're eighteen. They're going to be eighteen point dogs in that right. game. So I mean, let's let's so, but, let's look, calm down. Look on down. That. Look down that schedule and go. Okay, there's no way they can't win that game. No, that the you 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 don't have. I'll concede this. 
you don't go through there and you just automatically cross out a bunch of games. Right, you exactly. cross and, out and one, we, we've been in that maybe situation. another one. I'm going to say it now. There's a pathway to 10 wins. There it is. Well, Zach has been compromised <laughs> in a clear attempt to curry favor with the University of Arkansas. I hope Sam Pittman enjoys the, his buyout. The ass-kissing has begun. There's a here pathway on to 10. 10! Maybe 11! We will continue this tongue bath in a moment. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Nate in Fayetteville writes in, uh, go head over heels for the hogs so you can be crushed like the rest of us. Because we all know the hogs can't handle prosperity. Are you kidding me? That's right. Yes. All I said was point to a game on their schedule other than Alabama where we go, no way. No. That was my point. Is 10-2 and going to happen? Yes. It's going to happen. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Who's having their Heisman moment this weekend in oh, college football? Okay. Well, let me think. <laughs> Not this weekend. Tommy DeVito? No, no, this is no. You know who's going to have their their uh, their Heisman moment uh, next weekend is C.J. Stroud, okay, from Ohio State. He's going to have a a monster game. Okay, he's the he along with Bryce Young are the favorites, and C.J. Stroud's going to have Saturday night all to himself, national TV, and he will throw for a bazillion yards, and he'll, his Heisman campaign will be off and running. Right. Okay. Um. Steve says, don't do it. I care about you. This pathway conversation <laughs> never goes well. There's a No, there is a pathway to 10 wins. And I just explained it to you. Yeah. Okay. Who's the two losses? Alabama and BYU. I, I've been dreading. I have a severe dread of the game in Provo. Mm. I've been to games in Provo. It is just a funky environment. First of all, you're not going to be able to tailgate. Y'all need to get ready for that if you're going. You will get in trouble if you try and tailgate, unless you're tailgating, you know, with orange juice. It is a whole so, different. It's a whole different thing. So man. put vodka in your orange juice. Whatever you got to know do. the difference. I'm just telling you, it is a it is a weird environment. Yeah. They are loud. They are right on top of you. The altitude is a thing. I was a little heavier then. Getting up the steps was a difficult thing. <laughs> Talk to uh, Rod. Hello, Rod. How's it going, guys? I Good. haven't harassed you in a while, Derek. Yeah, what's going on, man? Just wondering if BQ's dad ever got his trencher. I mean, you, you have one right out back. You could have sold it to him cheap, you know? Yeah, that project is done now back there. They're done. They left. What'd they build? They were just, uh, they're putting in some um, some internet co- cable and stuff. 
No pool. That's no, 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 we, no sadly, we didn't get the pool. No, maybe next time. No. Yeah, well, I, was, I was thinking, you know, Bama didn't beat us by much last year. No. Not by a whole lot. Matter of fact, Saban had to call in a few tricks to uh, beat us last year, and I was thinking, yeah. okay, what happened? I got glasses on, oh. so, you know. Okay. Okay, but last year has nothing to do with well, this year. Have, last year has zero to do with this year. I, I know that, but we always compare potatoes and potatoes. You know, it's yeah. always this year and last year. We are with nine wins last year. That's got nothing to do with this year. I know that. Cincinnati concerns me because they were in the playoffs. They've lost a lot of people, though. Wait a minute. They got the whole offensive hold line on. back. Time so. out. Time out. You're concerned about Cincinnati, but you're like, oh, yeah, we can go get Bama. Bama hammered Cincinnati. Yeah. It's the first game out of the gate. That's what concerns me. The first games are notoriously like tricky. Yeah. yeah, they uh there's a lot of rust. There's a lot of parts that haven't been tried together in a real game situation. I'd rather had a little bit more of a cupcake for a tune up game than uh Cincinnati. Once we get rolling, I believe we'll be just fine. And Bama's I hope we're not just a speed bump for Bama. I hate that. I really hate that. I can't stand it when we're just, you know, get rolled blindsided like Georgia last year. But yeah, see what Georgia did to us right off the gate. Yeah. So that, uh, that concerns me. But is there anybody on that schedule other than Bama where you just kind of go, Mm-mm, no chance? No. Okay. That That is, that is my I mean, point. Is that even, I mean, and Aaron Clarksville just pointed this out, the last score against Alabama was was a get-me-close score. That it was, was a garbage, yeah, it was a garbage touchdown at the end. Although they did cover, seven. though, I think. That, they got you to within seven. Right. Um, it wasn't garbage uh, if just, you had Arkansas on the points. Now, so. you know, saying that, looking at the schedule and going, no, there's nobody on there that, that they can't beat is different than going out and actually beating them. Attrition, that, that four-game stretch, I'm telling you, that when they start with, with A&M and they end with BYU, that's a real stretch. I mean, that's like playing the AFC West. Those are real football teams, and they're real good. And we think, we said this yesterday, we think, Mississippi State's going to be pretty dang good. Yeah. There's just so much uncertainty. I don't know anything about what Arkansas's got going on. I don't know what Cincinnati's got going on, replacing guys. Cincinnati A&M has- appears to be a mess. They don't have a quarterback ten uh, nine days before the opener. But, okay, A&M's a little different because their defense is pretty well set. Their, their defense is pretty good. And so is Mississippi State. Apparently. So is Mississippi State, but they've got their quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati still, I was reading it today, Cincinnati still is not named a quarterback. So is that they haven't decided one, or they just don't want to tell anybody yet, and they know who it I is? Think I don't know the answer. I, to I that. think they're going to play two, and and whoever gets the hot hand, they're going to go with. Okay, which advantage Arkansas? Well, that worked for Georgia against Arkansas in the opener. In well, no, they went with whoever that guy was, and they were like, he sucks. So in comes Stetson Bennett. And well, they had they, they played two. They went with the guy with the hot hand, and he. And then he never gave the job back. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, the dude got yanked, and Bennett took him the rest of the way. Yeah. I, I think they're going to play two. And if that, if if Cincinnati's going to roll in here with two quarterbacks, advantage Arkansas because the offense switching those quarterbacks in and out is a difficult thing, man. Well, if Arkansas is going to win ten, why the hell does the line six and a half on the opener? First game, first games are notoriously tricky. Okay, and and, and I think, and we've said this before. I think it's a, a tip of the cap to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a good program. Fickle is five and four against Power Five teams, and he's lost to the big boys: Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, those are. I mean, those there's are four. no shame in losing to those no, four. No, no, 
Well. Those are the four teams he's lost to at Cincinnati in the Power Five. And he's got a winning record. Well. I don't know. I just uh, I need to I want to see them play before I commit to any sort of win um uh, win loss record. I'm not going on what they tell me is going on over there because I don't believe it's not that I don't believe them. I don't believe anyone when they tell me what's going on with the football team that they work for. I just I don't I, I can't get with it. I want to see it and then I'll and then I'll, uh, I'll There are also going to be guys not just a, not just here but at other places that are going to pop up that we we don't know. That, that have good years that we've never heard of that are going to get into, you know, all league consideration. We don't have the depth of knowledge of 14 teams in the league and all the teams that they're playing. We only know what we see on the surface. We know Cincinnati's been a really good program the last couple of years. That is a tricky opener. Your, your game the next week against South Carolina, I'd be worried about that one. But not before Cincinnati. Get rid of Cincinnati, then worry about South Carolina. There's just When you look at the talent levels that they're going to face this year, Alabama's the only team that you go, okay, their, their talent is overwhelming compared to what you have. Doesn't mean you can't go beat them, but the talent level would suggest that that game, like you said, Alabama's going to come in as an 18-point favorite. This text reads, good God, here we go again. Get Zach on halftime with Phil and Drew. Come on, man. Well, you don't know, he's not wrong. What? <laughs> well, you are homering up big I'm time I'm not over homering there. up. Yes, you are. You're no, picking him to win 10 games. No, That's no. homering up. That's exactly but what I, that is. Okay, but it wasn't a blind, oh, they're going to win them games. We haven't seen anything that's happening over there. It's all blind. What did I ask you? Is there a team on their schedule that you say, other than Bama, they It doesn't be. matter what I say. What happens but, on the field is what matters. that's where it's coming from. It's Okay, there's 11 teams on their schedule where I'm like, eh, I could, they could win that game and I wouldn't be stunned. A&M has a more talented roster than them. But do you trust Jimbo? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Today, I don't. So... I might so, by then. So the point is, if if I said if, if Arkansas and A and M line up t- tomorrow and played a football game, and I told you A and M won, you wouldn't be surprised. Wait a minute, say that again. If uh, Arkansas and A and M played tomorrow and A and M won, no, you wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. If they no. played tomorrow and Arkansas won, you wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. Okay, no. that that's my point. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised either way. That's a coin flip. That, that, but that's what I'm getting at. Is Alabama's the only game I look at and go no, no. But um, I don't know. Ruskin is a Monday morning game predictor. I've told you all, since I can't see any practice, I will make a prediction after I see the first game. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. So I'll pick 11, 10, 9, 8, whatever it is, after the Cincinnati game. Because it's just it, it's noise, what's coming out of there now. Noise. It's spin and noise. That's all it is. I don't believe, I don't trust any of it. Neither should any of you, by the way. But you are, and that's fine. Also, you have your right. And, and let's let's put this to bed now. John Mountain Home points out, um, not arguing, but if we win 10 with the toughest schedule in the country, should we be in the playoff? Guys, you don't have the toughest schedule in the country. You assess toughest schedule in the country at the end of the season. No. Yeah. What you're looking at right now, you have no idea what these teams are going to finish up. Cincinnati could go 5-7. and seven. You don't know. You're looking at it based on last year. You don't have the toughest schedule in the country. Knock it off. The end of the year, then we can talk about who's got the toughest schedule in the country. On paper going in, mm-hmm. it looks difficult. Yes. Is that a fair yes. way to say yeah. it? A lot of brand names, a lot of teams with a lot of success. Yes. yes. There's no one that went 3-9 and nine last year on this schedule. Right, right. Yeah. That's uh that's that's what is that is the, that is the fact we're, of the we're situation. In a weird, we're in a very weird spot. 
Because last year you looked at the schedule and went, Bama, no. Georgia, no. There's nobody on that schedule right now where you're just like, they, yeah, they could. I mean, they could beat 11 of 12 teams on that schedule, and you wouldn't be stunned. I would be stunned if they win 11 and 1, yes. I, see, I, I would be stunned. I don't think it's going to happen. I would be I, stunned if they won 10. I, 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 think, I think one of the, the trickiest games they've got after BYU is that LSU game. Because we don't know where they're going to be. College football is almost here, and we're helping you get ready as we do every season with Arkansas Game Day with a special one to start when Arkansas opens up against Cincinnati Saturday, September the 3rd. Now, we'll get things going at 9.30 a.m. Here's the deal. Tommy's going to be back in studio. Drew Barrett's going to be at Randall Ford, and I'm going to be at Sassy's Red House on college. Arkansas Game Day is always presented by Bud Light, and Curveball Whiskey is going to be at Sassy's Red House on college. Get ready for the opening game between Arkansas and Cincinnati with Arkansas Game Day. Heard live on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. And there is college football in less than 48 hours on a, on yep. your television yep. screen or phone screen or whatever screen it is. How much so, how much football do you think you're going to watch this weekend? Um Saturday that's probably all I'm going to do. Really? You're going to go sun up to sundown. I have nothing else going on. So, why not? Why not go all in? I'm going to start and see if they leave Scott Frost in Ireland. I don't think that's going to We're going to move on to... Um, you know Nebraska's going to win that game. The FCS uh, little um, uh, dust-up there with uh, Jayville State and uh, and Stephen F. Austin. And then uh, I'll fall asleep to the tones of Vanderbilt and Hawaii. And Hawaii. That's pathetic. <laughs> if you're going to be watching sorry, Vanderbilt... We, by we, the way, we can't all do brunch like you, Zach, and have big, fancy lives. You know, I'm sorry. I, that I don't have a big, fancy life, but I, I, this is one of two games that Hawaii is going to have on television this year. The rest of them are on some sort of pay-per-view thing. Uh, you would okay. think. It's, I miss I, when, when I would do what you were doing, which I don't do anymore because I can't. Um, I, I would look forward to the 11 o'clock start in Honolulu. P.M. PM. Yeah, I mean you could watch it till 2:30 in the morning. Yeah. It was it was a wonderful wonderful thing. Right. Right. It's been it's been uh, usurped by Pac-12 after dark when the season gets going. Nebraska, Not this weekend, but... you you think they're going to leave Scott Frost yeah. in uh in Ireland. Uh, Nebraska is a 14 point favorite and the FBI says they've got almost an 80% chance to win. Classic Scott Frost to lose oh, yeah. that game though, <laughs> isn't it? Like there you have we have no trust factor with him in a big moment, right? I don't. At Nebraska, no. I mean, he played Bielema in the opener, and they Lost. crapped the bed last yeah, year. I mean, but that was that was an Adrian Martinez problem. He's gone. He is gone. He's the guy, and he's look, Kleinman's problem look, now. Well, Nebraska's got a quarterback. Yeah, they got Casey Thompson from uh, from Texas. I just they, think I think Frost is a fraud. I, I mean, I want to see if he proves me wrong. I just think that the guy uh, made his bones at UCF in a crap league, and now he's in the Big Ten, and he can't cut it. But we'll find out. Wait a minute. Yeah. Heupel was at UCF. Gus is at UCF. Well, we'll see. Can Heupel cut it? I don't know yet. Yeah, it's been I, one year. We don't know. Seven to five at Tennessee. I mean, they, we they, don't know that. They, they'll paint police cars in Knoxville for that. Well, that's that's about right. Only three and nine last year, man. Who? From Nebraska. Yeah, they almost fired him. He took a pay cut. Three and nine. He's motivated. <laughs> Holy moly! Life's better when Nebraska's good. They haven't had a winning season yeah. since 2014. Yeah. Bull they, Pelini. They fired Pelini, 
and everything went down. You know why? Because he wasn't entertaining. That's why they fired him. Well, what does he, that have to do with it? He was also picking fights with the media and, and staff members and all that. Stuff. I mean, he'd be a, in in 2022. He'd be a hero if he did that. That's true. 24. I mean, people love people who pick fights with the media now. Here's a great question from JT in Hot Springs: Why is Nebraska playing Northwestern in Ireland? Anybody? I got nothing on this. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Trying to cause I mean, an international other, incident. Other of some than kind. hey, you want to give your fans something different? I don't know that there's a huge Nebraska or Northwestern following in Ireland. Well, we've established uh, Nebraska fans still think it's 1995, so they have no idea what's going on. No, I, look, they're playing it. They're, the, they're going to tune in their Magnavoxes to the game on Saturday and see what happens. I, is Magnavox still? Are they still making I games? don't know. Uh, they're playing a 27 in a, inch console. They're playing <laughs> in a soccer stadium called the Viva Stadium. I've been there. I've watched the game there. It's a really cool venue. But I don't understand how Nebraska and Northwestern's even going to draw a crowd. They don't have combines there, so Nebraska's not going. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't park your combine in the parking lot, and you know, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they don't do brunch there, so Northwestern people aren't going. They do tea and crumpets? Yes, right? they do. Well, no, that's that's England, oh, okay. Ireland's. You know, hag- they just drink beer all day. It's haggis and yeah. so other stuff. They just drink all day. Okay, uh, Aaron is in Ozark. Hello, Aaron. Okay, well, tell me who on their roster or who on the schedule is better than them other than Bama. But, but you're asking the wrong question. Okay, you say they're. All I said was any, it was possible. Who, who can. It, it is possible. No, you did not say. You said 10 and 2, put it in the books. Well, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, 10 and 2, put it in the books. Who on the who on the schedule can you say yes? We're definitely going to beat them. Uh, you know what? That's Maybe a that's a really that's a really good question. Um, hold tight. I'm looking at it right here. All right, definitely so, Cincinnati. Uh, they're better than Cincinnati. I, I believe that. I'll take Cincinnati. They're, they're better than South Carolina. The the, the outlier the outlier with South Carolina is Rattler. If Rattler gets hot, he can cause you some problems. They're better than Missouri yes, State. Sir. For sure. Has Texas A&M given you a reason to believe that they're going to beat Arkansas? Mm, no, but I don't okay. think it's going to be an easy. No, I didn't say it was going to be easy. No. Uh, Texas, A&M is, Texas A&M has given you no indication that they've taken a giant leap forward. All right, Alabama, forget it. Mississippi State. This one, this could be a tough one, but... Barry Odom, we have figured out, has Mike Leach's number right now. Mike Leach's do. I mean, that guy. Okay, no, I'm with you. I hear you, but but I mean, on the surface, Barry Odom has had his number. BYU, uh, BYU terrifies me. Aaron, how many games are they going to win? What do you think? I would be pretty happy with eight. Okay. Not saying, not saying they can't do ten, but not being optimistic, but being realistic. Let's let's say eight and another bowl game. I think that's uh, a that's a very reasonable uh, expectation. So I salute you I for mean, that. Was, all three major sports were doing really well, and being an Arkansas fan, you got to expect something something to happen. Well. Uh, Aaron, I will. Uh, I will send you uh, the notes that I have to pick up from a, uh, a mailbox over there. <laughs> I will send you the notes that say you are not going with the talking points. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. That's all I got. Yeah, Th- thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. Jeez, you say nice things, people get mad. That's right.
I mean, why, why can't we have nice things? Zach angling for a job on the Razorback All Sports I Network said here. Was there, there are 11 games on the schedule you went, yeah, they, I could see them winning. No. I didn't say they would. I said they, that you look at it and you go, yeah, okay, if they won, I wouldn't be stunned. No. There's only one on the on the, the schedule this year that if they won it, you go, okay. It's such right. a weird schedule this year because, like, if you go FPI, like, from the 40 to the 60 percentile, mm-hmm. I, that's kind of a toss-up, isn't it? Yeah, probably. And I don't have... Pulled it. It's all back there on my desk. Uh, all the FPIs for this game, but I mean, there's got to be six games that are in that forty to sixty range mm-hmm. this yeah, year. Yeah. It's just you don't know. And the closest one I do remember, Ole Miss is like a forty nine point seven percent probability that you win that game. You can't get much closer than that. So it's just it's such a weird. There thing to try. There are a lot of swing games and games that they are that they're going to be in, and you know they could go either way. I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times. Phil Steele has this this thing this metric that that shows the margin of close games, and over time those things even out. You beat Mississippi State by three last year. Chances are you're probably not going to beat them by three this year. If it's a close game, history will tell you Mississippi State's going to win the game. Same thing with LSU. Somebody asked a question earlier. It's like, well, was LSU any good last year? They were really talented. They were screwed up. They were a rudderless yeah, they, ship last they year. Were, they were just hoping to get to December and pack it in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Robert Inspiros is 12-0. and 0. Go oh, all in. come on. Go all in. Go for it. Why, why stop at 10? Put two more on there. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you go, Robert. All right. <sighs> we'll start to get some answers in eight or nine days. I don't know how long it is. It's just, I, it, it varies. <laughs> I do know that if you do know how many days it is, here's what you got to do. You go see our friends that eat my catfish and tell them it's eight days till hogs or nine days, whatever whatever math you're using. They're going to give you $3 off your meal. It's one person per order. Use the promo code eight days till hogs. All right? You get three bucks off at any Eat My Catfish location. So go do that right now. Like, do it tonight. Do it. Bring bring a church group in there. And everybody has separate checks. There you go. There it is. Right there. Number of days. Till hogs. Eight days. All right. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. We can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.